Hi everyone, this is Bible Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Brother George. Thanks a lot for joining me. Last week, I talked about how to fulfill the first part of God's great law of love. That is, loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind and soul. Today, I'll talk about the second part. Love your neighbor as yourself. Remember, Jesus said that on these two laws hang all the law and the prophets. And the Apostle Paul made it clear that loving our neighbor as ourselves sums up all the commandments. Like I said in episode 59, this was not an entirely new commandment. It was one of the 600 plus Old Testament laws of Moses. But what was new was the heavy emphasis on it by Jesus and the New Testament writers. The phrase, love your neighbor as yourself, appears as a commandment seven times in the New Testament. And the phrase, love one another, appears in the New Testament in some form 19 times. The commandment to love others as ourselves isn't emphasized, nor is it as clearly defined in any other religion, religious text, philosophy or moral code as it is in the Bible. It's a major aspect of what makes the Bible so unique and distinct from every other religious text. So, how do we carry this out in real life? Well, there are so many aspects to this, I could never cover it all, but let's look into what the Bible has to say about it. Here are some principles to keep in mind. 1. We need to see others as God sees them. The Bible tells us that every human being is a distinctly unique individual made in God's image and loved unconditionally by him just as much as he loves any of us, no matter their sins and shortcomings. So regardless of whether we have a natural affection for or liking for a certain person, even if we can't stand them, they're worthy of us loving them as much as we can. 2. Be willing to sacrifice. Make no mistake, it costs to love others, especially when they're at their most unlovable and we're not getting much or anything in return. In Luke 6, 33-35, Jesus said, And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. And three, have the right motive. We shouldn't perform our acts of love for any kind of self-glory, to be seen of others, or to enhance our reputation. In Matthew 6, 2-4, Jesus said, Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret, and that your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you 
openly. Okay, on to some practical application. A big clue as to how loving our neighbors as ourselves plays out in everyday life is given in the text of the commandment itself. As yourself. First of all, we have to love ourselves. Not in a selfish way, but we have to have a healthy appreciation and respect for the life that God has given us so that we see to it that our own reasonable needs are met, that we're healthy in body, mind and spirit. You can't meet the needs of others from your own empty cupboard. Now, when you think about it, it takes a whole lot of thought and work to love yourself, doesn't it? Really. From the moment we open our eyes in the morning to the moment we fall asleep, that's a lot of what occupies our thoughts and actions. Here's a possible sequence of thoughts upon waking up. It's cold. I need to put on some clothes and turn on the heater. I need a shower. I'm hungry. I need to eat. I need to go to school or work. I need an education or money. I'm feeling down. I need some encouragement or things to go my way. Etc. Etc. Until the end of each day. So we put this enormous amount of time into loving ourselves and Jesus asks us to love others in the same way. Do the people around us also have their needs met? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Their list of needs is just as long as ours, and probably very similar to ours, and we need to do our best to help meet them. And who are our neighbours anyway? Just our own personal family or friends? The people who live near us, or those of the same nationality or ethnic group? Jesus was asked this very question and responded with the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, 25-37. It tells the story of a Samaritan who went out of his way to assist a Jewish man who had been robbed and beaten. In spite of the Jewish community despising and discriminating against his people, the Samaritan took compassion on the Jewish victim and gave of his time and resources to cleanse his wounds, pick him up, bring him a long way to a place of safety, and pay for his care. There's a lot we can learn from this story, one of the main points being that our neighbour is anyone, regardless of their race, religion, or any other distinction, even if they are not kind to us. And here are just a few of the many other aspects of loving others mentioned in the scriptures. Being forgiving and merciful having compassion, acting and speaking kindly, sharing and being generous, serving others, being honest and truthful, being patient, being tender-hearted, being sacrificial, seeing the good in people. And there's so much more I could never list at all. And finally, To really learn how to love others, look no further than the greatest example of all, Jesus himself, who not only preached this message, he lived it until it cost him his own life. He said in John 13, 34, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love 
one another. Throughout biblical history, God has patiently revealed more and more of his law to dense and stubborn humanity in order to get us to this understanding of the law of love, which is what he intended from the beginning. The law of love is a call for a revolution of love. It's a complete breakaway from our corrupt nature and the dead laws of man to the liberty, freedom and ecstasy of love for God and others from the heart. The kind of love that can love the unlovely, that can heal broken hearts, that can pull someone out of the gutter of life, that can dramatically change the world in a good way. But this is so hard to do, so against our ingrained selfish human nature that it will take a supernatural regeneration of our hearts, a complete rewiring of our minds, a reordering of our priorities, and humbling of our spirits. The only way we can carry this out is if we put off our old, corrupt, self-centered selves and put on the divine nature of God. And that brings us right back to the first commandment, to love God. We should be so full of love for Him, so full of His Spirit, that it naturally overflows onto others. So yes, it's a tough task to carry it out, but with a great big dose of God's love in our hearts, we can. Remember this, Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, that's all for today, everyone. As usual, I'll put today's scripture references in the show notes, along with a bunch of others, if you want to learn more on this topic. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave. God bless you all. Bye.